Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to share a new episode of our podcast with you today. You're going to hear from Jackson Shoup. He's currently a red shirt freshman member of the football team at Baylor University. Just an incredible young man. I can't wait for you to hear from him, so let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Jackson. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I always like to start these off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up. Right, yeah. So I'm from the Woodlands. Uh, it's a suburb in North Houston. Um, my family don't have any siblings. Mostly just my mom and I growing up. Uh, my, my parents got divorced when I was really young, so that's how I spent most of the time. Sometimes we stayed with my grandparents. Uh, they're pretty influential in me in my life, too. So. So, did your was it a family of faith, and then at what point um, did you make that personal decision to follow Jesus? So to to go back to the whole uh, divorce thing, that that was like the biggest thing in my life when I was younger. It kind of separated me from the church and uh, prevented me from really being what you'd call saved and baptized. And uh, so that was kind of the struggle when I was growing up. I was stay with my mom so when I was with her I'd be in the church you know as much as I could and then I'd go with my dad to kind of get away from it so when I'd come back uh, I didn't really have like a real personal connection to people in the church or the church or with Christ specifically so um, when I was about 12 uh, long story short my dad like went to prison for uh, like his last time so that kind of opened the door and allowed me to stay with my mom full time and really get into the church and um, kind of by removing one piece of my family, uh, my dad, God gave me like so much more in the church that, uh, that my home church in the Woodlands. Um, and that was really when I was able to like freely accept Jesus and be baptized. And uh, that's kind of where it started. It's kind of fully under- understand exactly, that point. Yeah. Um, and we'll get back to faith in a little bit. We'll talk some, some sports as well. So you're at Baylor playing football. So, what a point, at what point did you decide to focus on football? Um, so, throughout high school, I ran track, played basketball, played football. And in my junior year, I quit basketball and track um, to focus on football because uh, I was I wouldn't say I was getting recruited, but coaches were like getting interested in me, so I kind of could tell like this is kind of the one I should stick with. Um, and then my junior year happened to be the year that we went to state, and so that kind of blew up for, blew up for me and, like, kind of showed me that football was, was the sport I ought to stick with. Um, and then from there, you know, just the rest is history. So talk about playing high school football in, in, in a place like Texas where, I mean, compared to, to some places, it's like small college. And then, you know, you mentioned making it to state, which is a – an extra six-game journey, right? So talk about um, what it's like to play in Texas and especially a place like the Woodlands. Yeah, it's huge. So my junior year, like I said, we went to state. That was insane because the Woodlands, we already play at a pretty high-caliber, you know, level high school football uh, in Texas. And Texas high school football in general is already big, so Mm -hmm. we played like a big of big. Um, So that junior year where we went to state was – kind of eye-opening for me as to how big it really was going to play at AT&T Stadium and just seeing, I mean, how many people showed up to that game was insane. And then my senior year, we got to play uh, KD over that new stadium, Legacy Stadium. It's like the most expensive uh, high school stadium in America. 
and that was Katie and I, Katie in the Woodlands rivalry is always huge every year. So that game was huge. We had you know cameras in the coin toss and like wow. I mean it, it, it it's legit. So and then you know I, I mentioned you're you're here at Baylor. So talk about the recruiting process and then the the decision to walk on at Baylor. So whenever so I went to a football camp at Baylor going into my junior year, I believe, maybe my senior year. Um, and I got acquainted with the D-line coach, Coach E, who used to be here, it's not Coach O. Um, but anyway, he we got, we got to know each other a little bit and then didn't really talk for a while. Then uh, I was actually on a visit to a D, D2 school who had uh, offered me a scholarship to go there. And uh, we were, I think we were at a basketball game or we were in a hotel or something about to go you know, do the visit type stuff. Mm-hmm. And Coach E, the old D-line coach from Baylor, called me and he, my mom and I were on the phone with him and he was asking me if I wanted to come on a visit. Told me they were really interested in having me. You know, all that good stuff. And so my mom being a Baylor graduate and myself being a fan, we were pumped. So we finished out the visit there and we planned a visit here at Baylor. We came to visit. Uh, loved it, obviously. We kind of said that, you know, just because of the way the whole story was going, uh, if we felt like God was calling me there, like that, that was no brainer, you know. Um, so as for the decision to come here, it was sort of like another funny thing. I just got off a mission trip, when mm. right right before I came here, and God was kind of telling me like, you know, to be on a mission and to be in that mindset of sharing the gospel, you don't have to be on a mission trip, right? So the kind of final decision for me to come here was the idea that like I'm coming here to share the gospel and I'm on a mission Mm. so it was less about football and more about that answering the call so we're recording this um, as y'all are pretty much in the middle of fall camp so what are some of your goals or expectations for the upcoming season yeah so uh, like I mentioned to you earlier the new freshmen are coming in so uh, as a walk on it's tough to you kind of got to restart every year so it's it's tough to climb the ladder every year but uh you know i'm working on it my biggest goal right now is i'm on i'm on three special teams right now so my biggest goal is to be a special teams guy kicking off kick off return punt return all that stuff so your playing career whether it's the woodlands or the first year here at baylor is there an athlete just from pure athletics that just stands out to you that you played with or maybe even against um so played with probably people you've never heard of but my in my class in high school, we, I, my, a buddy of mine named Jackson Shearer was probably the most talented linebacker I've ever played with. Incredible. Um, but as far as like played against in that state championship game, we played Lake Travis, and uh, we happened to play Charlie, who's my quarterback now. Um, and playing against him was pretty crazy. I mean, we we were losing the whole game, and but we were down by probably thirteen and. You know, there's certain points in games where you're losing where you kind of know, like, all right, this is, we're not going to win this one. But the, the moment where I knew that one with him was they ran some kind of trick play where he, had, he ran a route and he caught a, one, he caught a ball one-handed on the goal line, like on two defenders, <laughs> the, their quarterback. And I was like, okay, we're probably not going to win this one. <laughs> so it was probably better to play with him now than yeah. as a teammate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what would you say, um, just so far, is just the greatest memory or accomplishment? Uh, high school included? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, at Baylor, I've had, I was, in the spring, I was like the, uh, can't remember the, the award, what they call it, but like charity champion. Mm. I have like the most community service hours here at Baylor. Uh, I've had scout team of the week and stuff like that here, but in high school, my problem, if, see high school football, like you were saying, it's so big in Texas, but it's also like, it's super all everybody who's played ice football in Texas, it's they're simply super uh, emotionally attached to it. Mm. So the game before we made the state championship, we played Allen at DKR and at UT, and Allen's a powerhouse. Yes. So that game was super high intensity. Uh, it was awesome. And we ended up winning, and I had like a kind of like a game ceiling pressure, and that that was for me. That's like the quintessential most awesome football game I've ever played and like emotionally it just strikes a chord well being from Coppell um, knowing you know talking to somebody that was beating Allen's a good thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know it's one of those teams kind of like the Patriots or the Yankees yeah or the you win. <laughs> yeah so kind of flip that a little bit maybe your greatest challenge or disappointment so far um my senior year, I keep going back to high school because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm only a registered freshman, but uh, my senior year in high school, uh, the first game of the year we played Katie, and like I mentioned to you earlier, super crazy atmosphere, it was an awesome game, but third quarter I got injured, and I tore a ligament in my ankle, and so I was out for like the next three, four weeks uh, of my senior season, so that was like, that was incredibly challenging because I, I was a captain and I was trying to be a leader and it's tough to, tough to be a leader on the field when you can't be on the field, right? Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a challenge that I had to try to step up to. Is there a player, whether high school or here at Baylor, because you mentioned that you know your mindset is you're here on mission to share the gospel. So is there a teammate where you've seen God just use you in their life? Yeah, in high school, my, uh, my youth pastor... My senior year, we got him to come be our chaplain. So every every uh, thir- you know Friday before a game, he would come share a little message, mm-hmm. and people started to get interested there, and uh, people knew that I was you know directly associated with him. Um, but specifically, I had a friend who I played D line with, who you know the type of person that's like he's speaks about how disinterested he is mm-hmm. in church and stuff like that and that's kind of a sign of like he really wants to know he, he wants to talk he's about it right? curious right so I kind of took advantage of that my senior year and I started bringing him to church and stuff and um, that was that was the most directly involved I've ever felt with someone's introduction to Christ in my life mm-hmm. uh, he was super powerful um, uh, how he started to get involved with my church family and, and Christ specifically and uh, the way God used me through football to share that with him was super special. That's incredible. That's good. That's a great example of using you know, the platform of athletics for good. Yeah, sports is like starting to become kind of a huge... I think people are starting to realize sports in general is an easy thing to get people to come together. So if you can use that as people to get people to come together and then share the gospel while they're there is I think people are starting to realize how big of a platform that is. Absolutely, especially in a time when without getting into politics, that culture is so divided. Yeah. Right? Whether it's sure. race, politics, socioeconomics, or even religion. Yeah, to your point, sports is one of the few things that does yeah. does bring people together. 
So I want to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, the demands, I can only imagine, of a student-athlete is a lot. Yeah. So how do you balance that with being a student and then, you know, life outside of football, you know, specifically staying connected to the church? Right. So um, as far as school and uh, also athletics, like, together go, when you play at, like, the Division One level, they have a lot of systems set up to keep you accountable for your school, you know, tutors, study hall, until you get a certain GPA, stuff like that. So while it's tough to manage as far as, like, being successful at both, it's it's not so hard to, like, keep track of because they help you out a lot with that. But uh, going to church and getting a church family in a new place uh, with new environment, new atmosphere is really tough. And it's something that you have to just not only keep yourself accountable for, but you have to find that group that will keep you accountable. So whether it's, like, your group of boys back home or finding a new you know, little circle here to keep you accountable. Uh, it's really important to have like other people, other friends within the faith that are make, that are checking in on you, seeing how you're doing and stuff like that. And I commend you um, as a freshman, you know, finding a church when you go off to college because it is tough. I mean, I, I know a lot don't. Yeah, especially because as in general, freshman students try out a lot of churches and as a student athlete you don't have a lot of time right. to go to this church and that church and talk to you know what I mean you kind of have to just wing it so yeah so and another question is there's a lot of people that struggle with identity especially in athletics you know you a lot of people say you your identity is not what you do but unfortunately you know I guess with social media plays a role you know we do put athletes on a pedestal, right? So how do you, you know, as a student athlete of Division One, how do you balance being humble um, with everything, that, all the attention that comes yeah. with being an athlete? For me, honestly, it's more the other way around. It's not, I, I don't have such a problem with dealing uh, with humility, but with coaches, I mean, every in, in football specifically, you go to practice, and then two hours later, you're in the meeting room looking at what you just did, getting mm. reviewed, you're getting reviewed, I mean, hour, every hour of every day by coaches, and they're telling you directly what you did wrong, what you did well. That's the toughest thing for me is having to separate my, separate myself from those meetings, whether it be in a meeting or after a meeting, and realize these coaches aren't the ones who determine my identity. Mm. Right? And Coach Rule likes to talk about our identity and our brand and stuff like that. And I, I his message is, is good, it's clear, but at the end of the day, it's important for me to separate myself and realize that it's, nobody in this program or over at that athletic building that determines my identity, but it's Christ. Mm, that's good. I like that. So what would you say, um, if you don't mind me asking, would be like the spiritual climate of, of your team? Um, that's been a tough thing I've had to deal with. Is that, As I mentioned when I came here, I felt like it was as, as a you know mission opportunity. Um, so when you're on a mission trip or doing a mission, you expect to like, you expect to see growth. You expect to see the change with your eyes. But it's really important to realize that you're just a tool and a vessel to carry the seed. And when you plant the seed, you may or may not see it grow, but you have to have the faith that God will make it grow. So here at Baylor, it's been really tough because I feel like I'm tr trying my best to plant this seed and sometimes it feels like I'm planting it into you know, a piece of concrete. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, uh, it's easy to feel like people and players and teammates don't really care about your message or mm. the message of Christ. 
Um, and that's really tough. It's, it gets, it's discouraging sometimes, you know. Um, and that's where you have to just... Get, scripture is a huge thing that keeps you uh, grounded with that and understanding that, like, you may not see that result, but you have to, you have to trust and pray that what you're doing is, you know, worth it and worth something. That's right. That's good. Just remember what you said at the beginning about, you know, why you're here, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Not that that's easy. I know it's easier said than done, especially when you're surrounded by by all the other. Um, So a lot of the people that listen to this, um, coaches and student athletes, and, you know, we talked about athletics being a platform. Um, So how would you encourage a student athlete and or a coach that, is struggling to use that platform for good, to be bold for Christ, how would you encourage them to, to take that next step? Don't take it so seriously. I think academics, especially in Texas, it, oh, excuse me, athletics, is something that puts a lot of pressure on kids and adults too. I think you can say academic. You can throw academics in sure. there. Sure, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there right. too. Um, and I think it's super hard to like loosen up. Mm. And it's super easy to get caught up in, like, how am I doing? How am I going to do today? You know, I need to do this. I need to do that. And forget about, like, your purpose. And so if you just, like, kind of, like, chill out a little bit, loosen up, you you can kind of get back into the rhythm that you need to be in and uh, worry about the things that you need to be worried about. That's good. Yeah, just keep focused, right? Yeah. So a lot of people have um, a life verse or, you know, favorite scripture. So I was going to ask you if there's one you'd share to encourage us, or maybe there's one that God's used in your life recently. Uh, mine's always been, and this is kind of an interesting thing that goes back, like this is my dad's favorite verse, and it's always stuck with me because of the adversity that I've had to deal with young and uh, just adversity in general. But Proverbs 3.5 has always uh, been, been with me. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's good. That's always a, that's a good reminder too. Yeah, you it's know. it's a, I guess semi common one, but it's it's huge for, you know, carrying on. Yeah, and I think it's one of those that a lot of times we take for granted. If you, especially if you've been in, the church a long time, you hear it, so it almost becomes. Like, um, oh, I've heard it before. Yeah, you don't really take it serious, but then when you go back and really, try to put that aside and really soak it in it's powerful yeah but I think a lot of times that's one that I quickly quote I think a lot of times in my mind in my heart but I wonder do I really believe it just because it's just so watered down I've heard it so mm-hmm. over and over and over so I think it's a good that's a good one so last question um, and I'm sure you hear a lot about this when you're talking about it, sitting in meetings and hearing from coaches about in sports being all in you know but also on the spiritual side, that's what, you know, as a follower of Christ, Jesus asked us to be all in and deny ourselves and fully follow Him. So just from a practical sense, you know, what does it mean or what does it look like for you on a daily basis to be all in your walk with Christ? It means commitment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's something that's going to be easy. It sometimes means sacrifice. And... It means waking up every day and not expecting anything, but being willing to answer anything. Mm. Um, and I think yes is the is a big part of that answer. Um, being willing and open to say yes to whatever God calls you to, um, and not expecting 
anything of your own, you know, desire to happen. I like that. Being willing to say yes to where God calls you and not your own desire. I like that. That's good. I wrote that one down because that's a, <laughs> that's a good reminder for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to approach every day that way because I, I'm not sure I approach every day with that because we all have our wake up and we have our to-do list. And right. And sometimes days blend together and you wake up and you're still thinking about yesterday, but waking up with a new kind of clock thinking about, you know. Without my to-do list and really think about, does my to-do list really to match where right. he wants it to be. Right. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I appreciate your time. I know, you know, I, I say this a lot to a lot of our guests, but, you know, it is a busy time, so I, I appreciate you being willing to do this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You bet. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Jackson, uh, just an incredible young man, talking about his identity is not in Baylor. Baylor football, his identity is in Christ, and he is at Baylor for one purpose. And that's to share the gospel. It's to be a missionary on a football team on that campus. Football and education is secondary. And that's so important for me to hear every day. And to think about that all the time. That I am where I am in my life and in my job for a purpose. And that's to share the gospel. The job provides for my family, but I'm there to share the gospel. And I need that reminder often. It was it was encouraging for me to sit down and talk to Jackson with my two boys there with me, for them to hear him talk about identity and the purpose of being where he is. The last thing I'm going to leave you with was the last question we talked about, about being all in with Christ. And he talked about that, you know, Christ asked for a commitment. And it's not always going to be easy. You know, we get so caught up in... Um, being a follower of Christ and thinking that everything is going to be easy, but commitment and sacrifice is hard. So hang in there. Then the last thing is the second part of that quest, that answer he gave was being willing to say yes where God calls you. We have to be willing. We're a follower of Christ. If we're truly all in, to say yes to where He's calling us. And it may not be where you are today. He may be calling you somewhere else. And you're questioning that. You've got to be willing to say yes. Because in the end, His plan is much greater than my plan or your plan. Thank you for listening. I hope and pray you'll share this episode with somebody that needs to be encouraged. The last thing is, please interact with us. Our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org or our social media platforms. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just type in All In Sports Outreach and send us a message. See opportunities to, to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. As always, we covet your prayers. We love your support and your encouragement.